Are we back? There we go. We're back. I'm all over the place. All over the place. Not that expert. What up, everybody? This is the after show of the Golf Guys program, which ended earlier, and then Josh quit on us. And I did. Way to go, Josh! I got so excited that we were done that I just hit end. Yeah, so and I, I did that once to. to my friend Joe Idoni on a more important podcast. So I way understand. more important. Major week you did that on. Uh, Shout but, out to Joe Idoni, by the way. I bought one of his t-shirts today. So did I. I bought all three. All three. Wow. Yeah. You're a better I'm a supporter of the, the preferred lines. It's a great podcast. I I, uh, I would have bought all three, but uh, just to be completely honest, the shirts that just have the one little logo on the corner, I'll probably just never wear it. So oh. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of like the corner logo stuff. I like I like the big loud stuff. So do I. So I so I bought the big loud one. Hmm. I think hmm. that shirt is sick. Well, I bought a big loud sweet spot DFS sweatshirt as well. I also bought a Sweet Spot DFS t-shirt. So there you go. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Yes. So if you want I'm some merch, there's merch that. to be had. Oh, yeah. The reason why we wanted to continue and do this over and start this again and put this on Twitter is because we do have written content to produce an after show. And I just cracked another beer. I went to get another beer. I was all excited, too. And I come back and the program had ended. I'm like, where the hell is all my friends? And so we're back. If you missed the names and reasons show it is on youtube right now i'm putting it and i'm uploading it pretty much right now to uh iTunes. you're doing all the producer jobs so i'm gonna do it to itunes and then i'm gonna make lineups while we do this but i have some stuff to talk about so that's why we're back we're doing the after show it's been a thing we've been doing these idiots used to stay on <laughs> up till midnight talking to each other about yes. the most random shit mostly golf stuff and <clears throat> I was like, wait a second. This is probably better content than the stuff we're doing ourselves during the show. <laughs> so maybe we keep it rolling. So we've been keeping it rolling. We're calling it the after show. So you're getting a glimpse of the after show. It is 930 on a Wednesday. We're drinking beer. Yeah, we are. Hmm. Maybe Darbo. Darbo, do you even drink beer? That's a good question. Yeah, Uh Oh yeah, I do. Like I had my stomach issues earlier on, and then found out that it was really nothing. It was uh, I need to drink more water. That's what it ended up being. So oh, dehydration. Yeah, that you need water in order to digest your food. Uh, little known okay. fact. I don't know if anyone knew that out there. Um, that is an I interesting did. fact. I did not know that. That's pretty. Cool. I did, but um, I must have went a, a, like along a spell where I just wasn't drinking a lot of water. And it caused me to go to the ER for stomach related or digestive related issues. So, gotcha. Okay. Well, we discussed the names and the reasons, but there are more things to discuss here on the after show, including um, my body. Because we're playing in a golf tournament on Saturday. Darbo yeah. and I are in Josh's charity event. Is it a charity? No, it's not. <laughs> You know what the you know what the charity is? We're gonna be driving around, hang handing out all the cash to all the who's ever driving the beverage cart. We're gonna be handing all the cash to them, and they're gonna give us beers back. That's how it's gonna work. <laughs> I love that idea. Oh, BK, BK's here. He he missed the regular show. He wants us to give out touts on the after show. Oh, uh, well, there's a give bucket a system. 
Sweet Spot DFS is anchoring around two names. One of the names is my guy, this profile picture man himself, Sung J.M., right? Are you anchoring around that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see what it looks like, and I won't lie, not really liking the results. Oh, no. Okay. So we might change well, I'm going to use Bezadenhut. Oh, actually, hey, we're uh, live on the internet program, and we can share screens because we're using StreamYard. If you're a, yeah. an aspiring podcaster, if you want advice on how to make a podcast, you can try contacting me. And I'll tell you everything I know because I'm an open book. Darbo, you know this. Swish, mm-hmm. Jesh Swish knows this. I don't, I don't know anything, but I know enough to know that I know how to share the screen on StreamYard, and I know how to show you that I have downloaded. I uh, created lineups on Fantasy National using their generator, pew, pew, pew. max sharing, and I don't know. I wanted to. I tried to use these rules. It didn't really work for me, but here you go. This is my. 40 lineups. I'm in the $1 and the $3 20 max. So if you want to know who I'm using, I'm using 85% Sung Jay. I'm not all in because wow. I'm not all in on anybody because that's not a way to do things on DraftKings. You probably wow. 85% is as close to all in as you need to be. So I tried to get weird with my top. I tried to go a lot of Sung Jay Billy combos. I, you know, we're trying to go to the tippity tip top or crash and burn and go to the bottom. So if you don't go all in on a couple guys like Darbo, you talked about it. You got to you got to commit. So I'm committing to M. Huschel and Bezadenhut. And that is a 85, 65, 50 percent of my lineups. It could be terrible. Who else did I like? Oh, I've decided to make some decisions down here. You know, I like using at least four people because it's like, you know, that's Brendan Todd. That's who you're playing. No, I am using Todd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Six lineups. I've learned that uh, I'm not very smart. So then I just kind of <laughs> – I just let the roulette wheel spin, and then I hope to have it spread enough because do you play roulette? And you know the guy at the roulette table that is the one that's, like, clicking every corner, and he's over here, and he's got a ch- he's got a st- stack over here, and he just spread the shit wild. Every once in a while, he acts like he's won a million dollars, and then that's the greatest day ever. And then he's rarely ever skunked. And so I am currently using, I think, 29 names or something, or 32 names or in the 30s. I think I X'd off Smalley. And I think that was the last guy that I clicked out. So maybe I've got 32 names. Yeah, 32 names. Does that seem like too many names, Darbo? No. Seems like So I'm making 40 lineups, 32 names. But I do that because I know I'm all in on these random assholes at the top. So I'm already really – I'm going to win or lose with that. So if those names at the top, the Ims, the Horschels, the Bezaden Hoots, if they were to cash bigly, then I want to have one of these random flyers in one of those three – one of those guys' lineups. So I've learned over the years that you want to get cons- – you want to get totally narrow in – uh, close in on guys at the top in the 8K, 9K, 10K range, and then you want to f- spray the flyers. This is not, this shouldn't be new information to anybody, right? Right. Sure. Okay. So um, I did that. Now I've, I've decided that I like this. I've generated lineups out of that, and then I've got them on a spreadsheet. My friend Tony Heal has 
taught me how to copy and paste them into what I've I've already downloaded my lineups from DraftKings. There's a podcast we did about this one time. If you don't know how to do this, there's other websites that'll teach you how to do this. But I made a spreadsheet. I got my lineups in there. I'm a little concerned because I've kind of handcrafted some stuff and I've done some tweaking on my own. Why are you concerned? Yeah, so maybe my concern is that I might have to re-download my lineups before Mm. I upload those 40 because i haven't done that yet so we're live playing on the one lineup you're, you're playing one just one but you bought rick run good and you're, you're not going to add more than one lineup to yeah it. i mean i i didn't buy it to help me make lineups i can i can make lineups on my own <laughs> there's a foot y'all know who i'm telling who's that ninety six hundred dollars i like it lexi thompson Women's open. Okay. Lock it That's in. That's a curveball. But you're Lexi Thompson. You're not afraid yeah. that she's a choke artist? No, that's not a real thing in golf. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm positive, yes. Are you sure about that? Because you also I'm... didn't know there's psychological warfare that golfers do with each other, and you learned that one out pretty fast. I almost, I semi-believe that. I do not believe there's choking in golf. I think okay. you can be beaten in golf. Actually, I lied. You know who choked? Actually, no, I didn't lie. I was going to say, you know who choked? Scott Piercy at the 3M. I don't even think that happened. I think he just sucks at golf. Uh, it just kind of $9,200 actual PGA Tour out of Scott. I like that. My, my first lean when I was building lineups on Tuesday was Adam Scott and Sung JM. Those, like, th- those two, I was anchoring around those two for a while. And then I dug into the last three years and actually it was actually the last six years looking at trends. Um, and that's why I said it's either Russell Henley or it's Siwoo Kim. And it's like, well, so to me, I think you pair Webb Simpson up, Simpson up with Siwoo Kim, if you were to go that route. And then, the other one was like, okay, so who do I pair uh, Russell Henley with? And it's just, I just like Sung JM. So now I'm rerunning my optimizer, just seeing which 10K golfer pairs up with uh, Russell Henley the most. And it's built eight lineups already. Who do you think is the guy that it has paired up the most with? Mm. With who? Russell Henley. Sung Jay and Russell together? No, 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 no. I'm I'm rerunning it just with Russell Henley. Who do you think the 10K oh. golfer is oh, that is showing up the most? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm forcing Webb. him to choose. It's Webb. Wrong. It's for sure Webb. Is it? Does it run off your bucket system? Yep. It's Webb then. Don't tell it me isn't. I'm wrong. It isn't. Shit, I'm wrong. It's Horschel. It is Horschel. Yeah, that's terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the lineups are looking real. Yeah, the lineups are looking real sexy, though. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's go back now. <clears throat> I'm just gonna lineups look so do a good, tutorial uh, live on the internet real quick here on the screen. 
this is my life over here. I'm going to go to this button that says edit entries. I'm going to download whatever I want if I want to download, but I'm not. I've already downloaded it. I've already uploaded it. I've already saved. And now I have my lineups and they're called Wyndham DK lineups. And I'm going to open this into DraftKings and it's going to give me zero errors. I've made 62 lineups. I'm in, uh, like I mentioned, the 220 max. And then I'm in a contest with myself. Oh my gosh, no one's entering this. No one wants to be in this. You have 44 people. What are you talking about? No, I know. I was I was hoping to get over 50. You'll get you over that? 50. Get Nagels to tout it. Nagels doesn't like me anymore because what for? I left a comment on his YouTube channel that was sarcastic, but he did not take it as sarcasm. Oh, boohoo. And then he texted me days later and was mad about it. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I can't believe you, I re- you thought about this. What a oh what a tough so what is he a New Jersey guy or a New Yorker? Uh Jersey. Uh, either way, what a tough Jersey guy he is. <laughs> he gives out shit, but he can't take it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh I oh wait, I already have a beer open. I don't know. Hey Chad, I'll learn, by the way. You know that. I'll learn. No, but so now we're doing Wednesday nights, he probably hates me even more for that. So mm. Uh, where were we? Okay, I have stuff to talk about. We're talking about Martin's is coming to my house, Darbo. Did you know Martin's is coming into town? I did not. Yeah, he's going to meet my son for the first time. It's awesome. So we're friends in real life. <laughs> this is something <laughs> that cool. we started as friends, not started then became friends later. Like, I didn't know Joe Idoni. I didn't know you. I didn't know Jish before doing golf, but now I do. And I knew Martin's. Martin's was the one that was into... Uh, listening to Mayo. Really? So that's how I started. I mean, Martin's was into uh, Brad Messersmith and uh, Kenny Kim. And he was like, this Kenny Kim knows, knows his shit. And I was like, he does? So this was like years ago. Yeah. And then I I'm I have like buyers in faraway places. When you first start in real estate, you just take whatever you can get. So these people are asking me to like show a house at 445 or 515 in the middle of nowhere. So then I have to drive through traffic, get to it, and then drive home in traffic to get back from it. And I'm like, wait, I can kill an hour with this podcast about golf. And then I can just hate listen to this and be like, these people think they know more. They're mispronouncing their names. They don't, they yeah. don't watch. So then I was like, Martin's, we got to start a podcast, dude. So that's that's cool. How it all started. Cause Martin's was like, but what? I don't want to be on camera. I'm like, we won't do it on camera. And then I made him do it on camera like a year later. That's how I started too. I just didn't like everything that was being told online because uh, it's not coming from a golfer's mindset. It's coming yeah. from a data nerd's mindset. And it's like, there's so much more to golf that these guys aren't even talking about. So, uh, Darbo, I wanted to ask you now that Josh's back. Uh, did you read the notes for tonight? I saw the first page. I didn't see the rest of it. <laughs> hey, good, good, good. So this will, no, that's fine because this will be um, <clears throat> a surprise to you potentially. 10, 10, 7, 6, 6, 6. Oh, I love this guy. He's uh, taking my shtick and uh, using, using yeah. the props in the lineup stuff. I was going to ask you if you knew Chris. No. I just saw his video for the first time Monday or Tuesday. Um, 
yeah, he had less followers than that when I was when I so he somehow just jumped on the scene. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but dude, I he is chasing uh, the optimal item. He's stealing your shtick. Yeah, whatever. He is, there's a lot of stuff that he's he's doing and and he'll learn. Like I'll use uh uh Nagel's uh line. He'll learn. You. No. you should DM <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, so no, no but, I wanted to bring that up with you because I thought that was he, funny because I saw that. So his his advice was to leave money on the table because the optimal lineups there. He's gonna learn that you can't chase the optimal lineup blindly. Like you have to have mm. a smart, disciplined approach to it. Because otherwise, if you're gonna leave seventeen hundred dollars on the table, like I'll create a video over this sometime, probably during the off season. You're gonna allow yourself to build so many more lineups doing that. Because it gives you access to more golfers. Oh whereas shit! You, and you don't want you don't want more lineups. You want to narrow yourself down. Yeah, right. I mean, like it's in the like hundred. It's almost in like the um, the tens of billions, not tens of billions. It's like hundreds of millions of lineups that you can build by mm. everyone in the six and seven k range. Like different unique lineups. It's mm. huge. How many golfers you can actually build based off of that. So I'll I'll create a, a a a video and it's it's all about combinations like unique combinations. Okay. And that player pool becomes bigger the more money you leave on the table. If you restrict it to like 497 and above, you're basically guaranteeing like you have to have a 9k or a 10k golfer in your lineup and guess what? There's only usually five 10K golfers. There's usually only like seven to nine 9K golfers. So you only have like 16 different golfers in just that that pool that you can mix with the rest. But you're limiting like it's that 16 versus the 140 golfers below that little mark. So okay. 140 golfers, you multiply uh, – there's a there's a fun calculation you do. You'd be 140 times 139 times 138 times 137 times 136 times 135. And that's, and that's called per permutations. Combinations. You're right though. That is how you do permutations. But when we do combinations, it's all about you know finding unique lineups that you can build. We're losing we're losing viewers with this nerdy nerdery. Oh, I said as much as I could as fast as no, I could. So hopefully we need to talk about Live. That'll get the controversy going. Live. I watched actually a lot of Live last week. I watched enough to know that 54 holes is not enough golf. It doesn't. Plenty. It might be too much. No, it's it doesn't prove the winner. Stenson why, won. But why do, well, why does 72 prove it? Is that because is you've got to you've got to have that final round where you're tired, you're fatigued. It's been four days. And you got to fight off all the demons. They in your walk brain. around on nice, fluffy grass for four. There is no fatigue there. Ask uh, Scott. They don't carry their bags. There's been a lot of 54 hole winners in life, and Cameron Tringali would have a bunch of championships if he would. Would he? Oh, I have a Cameron Tringali take for you. Oh, you do? He'd Love have. A, I think he's. I think he's led a few after 54, but hasn't converted. I've been What's meaning. I've been meaning to bring this up. Oh, no. Um, and it was Cameron Tringali's post first, uh, first round interview at the Genesis Scottish <laughs> Open. And it, Rookie this card. is almost this. 
Oh, oh this is Siwoo. That's Siwoo. No, uh, Heel, Tony Heel sent me these. So we want Siwoo so, to win this week. Here, here's Cameron Tringali's post-round interview, round one, after he's leading the Genesis Scottish Open. I think that was the tournament he was leading. Yes. Uh, he gets asked the question, hey, you played really good golf. You shot a, a really low round. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, man. I had like the – I'm pretty sure I've got the lowest rec- lowest score record here. And I just knew right then and there, guy's not a winner. Not a winner. Just by how he spoke, not a winner. Not a winner. I will never, ever, 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 ever roster Cameron Tringali. Ever. Never. What? No. Okay. Well, that guy is such a loser. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a great guy. Is he? Is he? Yeah. He does mission know, trips man. and helps young helps kids and orphanages and okay. builds that's houses nice. in Africa. That's great, but that doesn't help him win tournaments. So, but that's a lot better than the guys that are going over to live and being assholes and stealing money like Patrick Reed. That's true. That's fine. um. Also. The shotgun start. I want to get back to on top because I have to ignore this this Tringali hate. Get out of here. <laughs> um, no, Tringali's a fucking bona fide known loser. He is the real Tony V now, if there is one. But whatever, we'll still I'll still roster him at seventy four hundred and no ownership. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll we'll party. Shotgun you like, you start. Like roster people that everybody else hates. I love that. Because you you like to just throw out names and everyone's like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. And then you feed off of it. That's why Chad I like this. That's why you Everyone like Everyone loves Billy Horschel now. That's there why are all these Billy Horschel fans because of Liv. Don't take my Billy Horschel stuff. I've been on him since before he won the FedEx Cup. That's why you love Reed. I love Patrick Reed because everyone hates him. And then the YouTube stuff, the viral video that helped me. Help my video or help my YouTube page. Um, again, okay, back to live. Shotgun start. Shotgun start is confusing. I am not a fan of shotgun start. I don't know where people are in the tournament, and I don't know what holes someone has coming up. I don't know if this person, can, you know, like it's just it's confusing. Do you know in a regular golf tournament when you're watching? Do you know who has what easy holes coming up? Yes. Or. Or do you only know because you're watching and the announcers say, oh, he's on 13 and he's got an easy hole coming up on 15. If if there weren't announcers telling you, would you know what the yes. easy holes were? I would know because at the Open Championship, there were certain holes that were scorable and certain holes that were not coming down the stretch. So you knew like, well, if Cam's going to make a putt here, Rory's not going to be able to catch him. And I knew that versus – Matt Wolf's coming up on these random four holes, whereas DJ is playing these other random four holes, and the other guy, Stenson, is in these other random four holes. So I'm like, okay, so, but what if Matt Wolf has two par fives and he's going to go for the green in these ones? And then Stenson has two par threes in in a difficult par four. I mean, that's a totally different layout of the course, and they're playing at the same time. So then, and then they say, eight holes fast, though. And then I'm like, eight holes to go. I have no idea. Wait, did they all start on different holes? Is someone halfway through the hole? So then he has seven and a half holes to go. Does he have eight and a half holes to go? But they're calling it eight. 
So like a lot of times I was like, they still have nine holes to go. They've been having nine holes to go for like three holes. So there was a lot of confusion to me, the, the shotgun compared to the, I know the dude has played through 15 pretty much obvious that he's not going to play 15 again because he's through 15 <laughs> and he has a score for that. He has four, how many holes left? 16, 17, 18. Okay. And I'm not even that old. So, I mean, I need a couple more, I need a couple more live tournaments to get the hang of it. I think it it is a weird concept for TV if they don't. So I, and maybe you specifically know since you watch a lot that the easy, the easy holes are coming up or something. But I think the most of viewers, if a, if an announcer isn't, isn't on TV saying, He's on the 14th. He's got three real easy holes coming up. Nobody would know that. And it's it's the same on live. They don't tell you, like, DJ's on, he's through eight, but he's on the 15th, and he has X amount of holes. Unless they tell you what holes are coming up. No, I mean, you just don't know, really. I don't think. It is, I think, it is they, I think that live needs to make changes, though. They need to have, like, the first – do a shotgun start for everybody, except for, like, the final five groups. Or four groups, they'll make tweaks, will they not? You know, you know, maybe is a good idea. Do the shotgun start for the first two rounds, mm. and then that, and then that places you, and then it's then it's a regular, regular. Yeah, uh, yeah see, they have to make changes. Will they? Will they start collecting strokes gain data, Darbo? Do you think that these people will make strokes gain changes? Wait, before you go to strokes gain, though, hold on about the shotgun start thing. The last round. They do order them so that like the whoever is leading after the second round starts on the first hole. No, I know, I know. So that then, it's a little easier to follow. But anyways, strokes game. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I'm just talking shit about it because I want. When it comes to strokes, yeah, I think eventually because it's not difficult to to calculate strokes gain stats. Like you just need to have a team that collects the data. <laughs> And then you just—it's not hard to put the calculations in that just automate it. So it's all about collecting the data. So you would need all the volunteers, just like they do on Shotlink, every single week of the PGA Tour to collect the data, laser point it, whatever it, it takes. I mean, in all reality, one of the reasons I just absolutely don't care about strokes gain is the fact that you can just—you could be three yards off, and it won't matter. It really won't matter. Because it's going to be a 0 .01, 0 0.001 difference in strokes gain stats. So, like, you don't need a laser pointer. Like, you could sit at the 150 marker and go, oh, that guy just blew it by me 70 yards. So, he looks like he's got about 80 yards left. That's a 320-yard drive down the middle of the fairway. So, be it. 320 versus 330, not a big deal. 320 versus 310, not a big deal. It's in the fairway. And they have somewhere between 80 and 90 yards left. It's not as strokes gain stats aren't hard to calculate. They're not hard to get, or they're not hard to like collect. So they should have it eventually. You would think. I agree. Right. And it, and if they're appealing to who they're trying to appeal to, which is the younger crowd who understands the stats, who are probably betting in some way, whether it's, on a sports book or where they're playing DraftKings or FanDuel or Yahoo or whatever, every, everybody that watches cares and knows about, in general, knows about those stats at that age. When you start talking about our dads that are watching the PGA Tour, our dads don't know shit about strokes gained. 
so that if there's one league that needs them, it's the league that is pushing their product towards the towards the younger people. I think I think that's the worst part of the of of live. They they don't have stats really. They have total putts. What the fuck does that matter? I mean, I I was gonna kind of joke about this with you, Josh. That those stats, if 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 we put stroke scan on a scale of zero to ten, stroke scan for me is like a five. Those stats are a four. Like it's they they're so oh, close. So it's not even that bad, really. It's yeah. not a big deal. Okay. Like total. So I was gonna I was gonna, I wrote a tweet out and then I deleted it before I I hit sent, and it was the only thing that really matter driving distance. And birdies, strokes gain stats are fucking Probably, just yeah. miserable. Like they're not that big of a deal, and everyone has so much emphasis on them. So because you want a bomber because of swing speed, you want driving distance because it helps you have less Potential. iron in. Yep. And then you want birdie makers because you want guys that are aggressive that make putts. I just want yes for when it comes to DraftKings. And that's what we're drafting that scoring purposes. I want to know their potential for both how close they can get it to the hole and like how. Well, what Josh talks about usually when, with this is what I also agree is when they're 220 yards out, I'd rather someone hit a seven iron than a hybrid or a yeah, whatever. 100%. I would that guy. Because um, that, well, you more personally, important. as a golfer, know that you'd rather have a seven iron than a hybrid. Like you have more. Yeah, control and if over you really want to get nerdy, I can tell you the absolute reasons why a seven iron flies straighter than a hybrid. <laughs> like, you know, you want a seven iron in your hand. It doesn't matter which golfer it is. Like you'd rather have a seven iron instead of a fairway wood or a sure. whatever. So, um, yeah, to me, it's distance for potential and it's birdies just to see who can just get on fire. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to help you understand. Well, not so much understand, but just help you get on the right DraftKings players, at least. Like Bur- like Bermuda Burns. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Birdie Burns. I mean, these people are people. They they go low, Josh. You said that they don't. There's people that go low, like JT or Webb. Justin Thomas at at any course will go low. Webb at the window yeah, will go sure. low. Um, what about the fact that the live has now kind of danced with Donald Trump? It is aligning itself with politics. Do we care? Is this going to sour people? On live, that's really interesting. Decision. Why did they that's, do this? Star it is interesting. Well, okay, it's so weird my go, yeah, here's a it. funny thing. So I feel like the guy um, on uh, the GIF, <laughs> Happy Gilmore. No, so, don't. Yeah. Well, hold on. If you just think about who they're targeting, you're targeting your conservatives. You're targeting your Republicans. Who has more nation's pride than Republicans and conservatives? It's a way. So, now, this this is where I would say this is where the sports washing will come into play because now those people who are up in arms about the 9-11 stuff are going to be like, well, you know, they got Trump in their corner. Like, this seems, hmm. you know, more aligned hmm. with our American ideals than than what we're being told we should believe. So, yeah, when Trump was there and, and tr- I, I was like, Okay, because now my I think of someone like my dad who who jumped on the Trump bandwagon when that all happened. He oh, yeah. just like two weeks ago were, was telling me this live golf is bullshit. This is so stupid. Like they're <laughs> they're anti-American. They're yeah 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 whatever. And it's like now I want to see what his take is because Trump was involved. So mm, right. if it's if it swayed him, 
then it's an absolute great PR stunt or, you know, to, to include Trump. I so think we'll it might be anyway. I originally, I, I had the same thought that Chad had. Yeah. I don't think it's like, good. no, what do we don't do that? Like bringing politics in is going to kill it. But uh, Norman went on some fucking show. I don't Tucker know. Tucker Carlson. I think thing, yeah, yeah. He went on there and said that he basically did that on purpose. And then I thought about it and I'm like, why would you do that? And if you think about it more, that that's just getting more people to talk about it and have to tune in. People have serious FOMO. Everybody has FOMO. So if this new golf league's happening, that ooh, Trump's here and they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. I have to tune in to watch that. Numbers go up. It's, people are but going then, to no, they don't because the, the guy that's going to stick around the longer time is me. And I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to take, I'm not, I don't want to Trump. If, but if they just keep doing, if they just keep doing it, but they, I mean, they only have eight tournaments. They're going to have 14 or whatever. If they just do that every tournament, if something pops up, that's weirdly hey. political stuff, people are just going to turn in to watch and see what happens. What if Fox news takes on broadcasting of live to that would be that would be wild because mm. hey guess what yeah we think there's a, a young population that's watching golf but your your average viewer in golf is still over 50 years old mm-hmm. and i would it's imagine 60. it's 59 i think and and they're mostly men probably like 96 percent men watching yeah you know golf so if you put all that stuff together, what is your biggest demographic that's Republican or whatever? It's probably the mass viewers that watch golf. So right. it could actually be one of the smarter things that Greg Norman has done. Could I, be. I could agree. Be. I'm not uh, saying that that's I'm, I'm cool with that or whatever, but it might be one of the smarter things that he's done. And it's, Kind of sad, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm leaning that way too. I originally I was with Chad. I'm like, this is so stupid, and now I'm like, I don't know, man. It feels like, and, and it, just like you said, it's not that like we agree that it is the right thing to do. Obviously, yeah. a lot of this stuff is not the right thing to do, but in terms of thing to do, in terms of like messing with people's brains or getting people's brains to want to tune in, this it's I think it's brilliant. You want to know what I what I think this will actually do now is it'll make this super popular in the next like two years, but ultimately I think this sinks the ship. Like I, I, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, because I, I I think you're gonna it's gonna like spike viewership like right away, but then it's still on YouTube and that's not good for that older demographic because my dad doesn't know how to fucking use YouTube and no, exactly. right. he doesn't care to, he doesn't want to, you know. So what about what about Jay telling everybody that Phil walked away, but then Phil in the lawsuit says that he was suspended for recruiting. Josh, uh, talk about your feelings on that. I got to go take a piss. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't even know if I have feelings, but it feels like everything around live is a lot of people just kind of keeping their cards close to their chest and. The, the Jay Monahan thing is no different. He, I, and I, it was probably Phil's fault. Phil came out with his statement and said, I need to take some time away, blah, 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 blah. So Jay just said, eh, 
I suspended you, but if you're that's what you're going to tell people, that's the story I'm going with too, buddy. So then he gets on TV at the I think it was at the players, gets on TV and says, "Yeah, Phil just you know he wanted to take some time away on his own, and it had nothing to do with us, and uh, we're not going to talk about any disciplinary actions, and I'm, I'm I'll welcome a conversation with Phil whenever he wants it." Blah blah blah. He has he's had already suspended him, but yeah. Phil Phil gave him the option to to not have to say that. So I think I think so, a lot of people are keeping things close to the chest, and it's probably all going to come out now with all this lawsuit stuff. We're going to learn a lot of things about PGA and live in the next month or so, probably. I think I'm more interested to learn more about what happens behind closed doors at the PGA because you remember when uh, DJ yeah. things the um, you know the the swing accident at the Masters, as well as I, actually maybe it was just the one thing because I think that. That did was it help? I think it made the PJ investigate, you know, possible tr- drug related things. And everyone was like, Oh, yeah, he got suspended for cocaine, but then yeah. that never came out with the PJ no. tour. And that was more like a hush hush thing. It's like, Oh, we haven't seen DJ in six months. Like, you know, it, it was the accident or whatever. And like, DJ just shows up. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really, whatever. You know, he, yeah. he, he, DJ did <laughs> DJ and he didn't say anything yeah. about it. I wonder how much, you know, behind the scenes stuff where it's like disciplinary comes in and it's like, yeah, so you can't say this. Otherwise, we're going to find you $500,000, but you need to take some time off, you know. And part of this whole live thing is there's no guaranteed money in golf. If if you're forced to take time off, you ultimately lose money. So perhaps that's why Phil and maybe Phil got in trouble with his gambling also back in the day or, or something that, because if you look at each of these golfers, um, I shouldn't say each, but some of the bigger names, it seems like there's, there's, you can kind of go back in time and pinpoint a moment where these golfers were like, if there's a chance to like say, fuck you to the PJ tour, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. DJ with the the co- you know the cocaine or whatever whatever that was i think that was like a no brainer when that first happened i'm like yeah dj still has like a grudge with the pga tour so that For made sure. sense to me phil uh, who knows you know like he's I, like on the pga tour he's like uh america's sweetheart basically but we don't know some of the things that have happened behind closed doors with that maybe he has a grudge you know before the whole live thing even happened and that's why he wanted to go over you know mm-hmm. possibly and brooks is brooks you know brooks is just an asshole who just cares about money we obviously all already <laughs> knew that you know like there isn't anything new with that and then bryson i think he probably has a way to now i bet you he has a deal where he could broadcast on his own youtube channel while playing golf, that, that is a reason he said he said out loud that part of part of that was he was get to he gets to do his own stuff with his YouTube channel. And if things. if you didn't already know on his his off time, he's streaming video games on Twitch. So and he's big. He's actually big in the gaming community. So hmm. it's just a kid, you know, oversized, or overgrown kid who wants to do hmm. kid things but hmm. make money golfing as well. Hmm. PJ Tour doesn't allow you to to do that stuff because they're you know right. like the joke is they're still ran by old white men you know that 
you have to uphold the traditions of golf. There is no adaptation whatsoever to the real world. You know, Correct. I love that the old white men thing because it's true, so true. Like, and as yeah, a white person, like I can say that, and like I know old white people, and they're all the same. We're all the same. Well, and that's why it doesn't really like that's why golf in a in a large sense doesn't um, reach to other cultures because it's just bo- it's boring. You know, I love because golf it's on because- purpose. They're like they don't they don't value the the dollars that they can get from other people. Like they don't value those dollars. Boring ass interviews, as Josh has mentioned several times before, not asking you know like uh, prodding questions. It's just it's boring. It, the whole thing yeah. is like watching PJ Tour events. Even on PJ Tour Live, they've got the coachman in there now. That's cool. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they got Reed Fowler in there. That's cool. But they're still boring. Watching golf, right? Like, I don't know if you can make golf better, but maybe you can have segments that just like I don't know, they can do more things with the PGA Tour, but whatever, it's not gonna happen. And I, and that's why, that's why I actually like accept the lib thing because no matter what, it's just like the XFL with the NFL. I know you brought that up, Chad, you know, like when the you know, live went live. It's like there are going to be things that Liv is going to do that the PJ Tour is going to adapt because it's going to work or adopt, I should say, because it's going to work. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm more excited by that. Um, I don't know about the whole Liv Tour thing right now. I think it's that's pretty boring too. Yeah, I said I said pretty much the exact same thing with uh, our friend Joe Nicely yesterday. We talked about Liv a little bit. I said it. it Whatever the result of live is, whether it lasts for 20 years or 50 years or three more months, really doesn't matter. In terms of golf long term, this is only good. If people say that this is bad for golf, maybe short term, it's splitting some players up, so the product might be worse a little bit. Although, you won't even notice that the product is worse when you're watching most of these tournaments because the fields are usually pretty bad anyway. But long term, that like you said, things are going to have to change in the PGA Tour because of whatever the live is doing, whether it dies in three months or whether it lasts 50 years, they're going to have to change things that are going to make the PGA Tour better. It can only be good. This is only good. I think it might it's a, really yeah. weird now, but it's only good long term. I think it's a bridge between the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour where you have this retiree tour that but they're like too good. They're like too young to beat up the old guys on the champions tour. And there has been a no man's land for a guy that gets hurt, but has a Brooks resume and wants to continue to bank on that Brooks resume. And there are people that are Brooks fans. They want to go see Brooks, but Brooks isn't trying to grind out the three M open and have fans come to that. He's just trying to make as much money as he can. And I think the expectation from the fans is that the live is more of a spectator sport than the PGA tour, which is someone trying to become someone or make a legacy. So I watched a little bit of the live tour and, and I don't know. Did, did you, any of you guys watch it at all? Oh yeah. I've, I've watched most of all three tournaments. You know what? That's why for, I can speak on the fact that I don't like the shotgun start for whatever reason. <laughs> Listening to like the band get ready in the background, kind oh, of like terrible. 
I, I thought it was more exciting. I loved it. I thought that was awesome. Oh, but during the round? During the yeah, round? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my Ru- gosh. I think that's, I think that's asinine. That's asinine. Rule, rule 77, play like a champion. No excuses. Like I, these golfers shouldn't ha- shouldn't be distracted by anything, and I understand you need to be laser focused. But honestly, you're the best golfer in the world. You don't need to be extremely laser focused. Like, okay, I get that. Like, it's nice to have a different like you know. I've always wanted a heckle event where like you could yell in the dude's backswing, you could clap and whenever you want. They do that at the waste management, and they play just right, fine. Right. Uh. I will say that it just adds to the level of amateurism of the live tour when you hear. That's not. That's like, not incorrect. I, I agree. It is. It, it just like it, it's confusing to someone when you go from watching the uh, even the Rocket Mortgage and then you're watching the same time this other tour and this is like blasting Britney Spears in the background and this tour is telling people to be quiet like. Which one would you take more seriously when it's like boochie, 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 boochie. Right. And the guy's like, this is up and down for par that he really <laughs> needs to make $4 million. And you're like, boochie, boochie, boochie in the background. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, honestly, that would like, there's so many levels to the live tour that I'm like, that's why it is a, it's a circus compared to the zoo yeah. where like you have the circus to go watch them perform with the animals and you have the zoo to learn about the animals like in a way though that's kind of refreshing i wouldn't mind watching both both things at the same time i'm not i'm not saying yes exactly so maybe there is room for both and josh has been saying this all along i have i and i think i think they should they should really try and work together somehow uh, and and the fall swing Make it a make it a four or five event thing where they play against each other. It's a match play thing. Yeah. Live versus PJ. They already hate each other. Play off the rivalries. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monday, we know we old. know what we're, we're what we're watching and consuming on in golf in the game of golf on professional tours is going to change dramatically in the next three to five years. We've it has to. It should. We've been complaining about the way that things have gone. So we're done kind of exhausting that little topic here on the after show. We're in the after show. I wrote a couple things. I want to get to this last part in the last 14 minutes of the hour long after show. We didn't need to make it an hour long, but we're going to do that. Um, If I don't have time to cover all the topics that my brain has come up with, my brain is a little weird. If you haven't known me. All over the place. Yeah, I'm ADD. I have an idea, though is that if I don't get to the topic here within an hour, we'll just do it some other day. So we'll have plenty of things to talk about. Darbo knows this. It's like, you still, you still have that on the after show notes. And I'm like, I know I wrote that. So I want to consider consider talking about it. So the last 13 minutes, I want to consider who you can trust on Twitter. Darbo, can you, this goes, this applies to maybe any general topic. Can you even trust anything on Twitter in 2022? Um, can you give me more context? Okay, that? yeah, I, that's a general question. Most people would say, <laughs> no, you can't trust shit on Twitter because Twitter is crazy. 
I'm saying, okay, in our industry, in the fantasy golf world, there are people out there that are touting advice, that are giving you names to consider clicking who are golf idiots or they don't even play golf they have they have high handicaps for one um i don't know where i got this idea to talk about this but i think it was something that josh had been interacting with there was a tweet that josh put out was it one where uh do you trust the guy the that can't float yeah the, the john the it was john peterson tweeted that he had been having a, I love a john, he's a realtor great great he is a great tweeter especially after he's had a few drinks yeah. <laughs> he tweeted out to, uh, something about if, if you listen to a golf personality or take advice from a golf personality just in general, but they can't even break 80, why? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I this is true, though. Like, it is. You don't I 1,000% agree. So my tweet, I, I quote tweeted it and said, and I saw the tweet a bunch of times and I was going to comment to it a bunch and I finally did. And I said, this reminds me of damn near every golf tout out there that I watch take swings on Twitter all the time. They cannot even break 100. And then they get on their shows and they come on here and say, you can't play Tony Fino. He doesn't know how to close. Like, don't know how to what win. the fuck do you know about knowing how to close? You, can, you can't even shoot... 95 what do you know about closing out a professional golf tournament so i yeah i i don't mind listening to data stuff from rick gaiman but i absolutely 1000 percent cannot stand listening to him talk about golf because mm -hmm. at first before he you know got involved with mark Immelman and any of those guys the guy didn't know jack shit like when it actually comes to golf 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 and it's like, I know he golfs. I know he has a passion for golf, but he doesn't know like the ins and the outs. He doesn't know how to work a golf ball. He doesn't like, he doesn't know how to hit the different shot shapes. Like I remember he was one of those guys that would talk about Ollie Schneider Jans being a good golfer in the wind because he had such a low ball flight. It's like, what the fuck is that bullshit? Like that is so stupid. <laughs> It's like that that's what you're going to hold your hat on, you know, and I know that was back in the day whatever. He's learned since then. He's he's much more credible now, but I'm still not listening to Rick Gaming for golf knowledge takes. Like Sure. You're a data guy. We can listen to you for the data because you analyze it. I'm not going to take that away from him, but listening to him talk about someone's swing, like Sahith Thagala, his big thing with, with Sahith is the whole, he's too handsy. He's too handsy. He can't, he can't play at this golf course. He's too, his golf swing is too handsy. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, you, 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 yeah. Anyways. But yeah, yeah no, so, I agree. To Which is true because I, I mean, Josh, I'm not a good. I'm I'm a good golfer, but I'm not a good golfer. But I'm never. I've never once claimed expert by any means by telling you anything about a no, golf swing. And, and you don't get on your any show. You've never gotten on a show and been like, "This guy." I keep using the "can't close a golf tournament." You've never gotten on a show and said somebody can't close a golf tournament as if you know what that means. You've never played a golf tournament in your life. I've, I've literally never played weekend, a golf tournament. up until this weekend, but. I mean, that's a it's, so it's it's just wild to me that ta when so, people tout as in in golf terms, not stat terms, about things that they just know nothing about. It makes so no you're sense. telling me that someone with eighty thousand followers 
they may not know anything about golf. Yes, for sure. Is this is okay. this Empire Maker we're talking about? No, this is a this is a Josh, different Josh, golf. Josh subtweeted uh, Amanda Rose today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So so she tweeted out a video today that she her her pick is Webb Simpson, and she she start she actually started out just fine. Now, the she video, the video, Darvo, you're a single guy. Maybe yeah, you're video. Her. Whatever. So she she starts out and is talking about his course history and how he did he just kills the course basically and he kills he it does. so much that he even named his daughter after after the sponsor or whatever. And then yeah. then the problems come in and she goes, and he's even playing really well recently. So Ooh. that's my pick. And I'm like, you can't you can't say that. Like no. if you are if you're gonna get up if you're gonna put a camera in your face and give information to people, it has to be right. Otherwise, you, I mean, and and the problem is you can't criticize that particular person now, because when you do, she just compiles all of it and then and then shoves it back in your face and says, "Oh, my haters make me more famous." And it's like, well, so you just ignored the whole point where you are giving bad information to people. So we can't trust. We can't trust her. No, she's losing no, credibility. No. These people lose no. credibility by There's doing no stuff. credibility there. No. What about people who live at home? Is this is this a, is this a hate on living at home with your parents? I don't hate. I don't is hate that, that. Is that what Amanda does? I don't know. I'm just me. I don't know. No, I think she does. I hate that. Maybe, that might actually. I might actually like that more. They have those people have more time to to do research. That they should have true. more information. I, I think give you better information. Kirshner, where's Kirshner? This Ooh. is all Kirshner does. He sits in his parents' basement and Why googles all types of golf stuff. Watches I am all very jealous. Except for I'm ours. very jealous. I wish I could do that. Have my parents pay for my groceries and do my laundry and shit? That'd be amazing. <laughs> To, to I hope answer your question, why. Chad. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't trust anyone on Twitter because one, Thank you. yeah, like there's, Thank there's you. three reasons for me. One, they don't have their data correct. Like I, I, I don't know if I can absolutely trust everyone who has data that it's going to be one thousand percent correct. Two, wait, whoa, whoa, they whoa. Don't, the interpretation of the data or the actual, actual data, that? actual data. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because they can't get it the way that. Everybody can. Well, I mean, I'm not taking the time to validate their data. So okay, okay, I, okay. I get what you're saying. They could have. They could have reasonably great data. We don't know. Right. Well, here's a good. Here's a good point. Um, we don't know everything that Rick puts into his website. So his course correlation model, I still don't have a clear answer as to what the fuck that is. True. You know, like so that that's one. Well, thing. A lot like, of times, yeah, they, they go. I, this guy's in this model, and you're like, well, does he have 24 rounds? Is it how many well, rounds? His thing is like these stats are the most important for this golf course. Are these lead-in stats? Are these stats at the golf course, like at the tournament at the time? I don't know what it is, and and then how far back does it go if it's lead-in stats? I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know what those. That stats is are. that okay. is the okay. problem. That you, bothers you the piss know. out of me. So that's so one. then. So then the credibility is decreased by that. Right. From like, I your like to be standpoint. absolutely transparent with all of my data. And I'll say, hey, this is where I get it. This is, you know, whatever, yada, yada, yada. 
I think that's so at what least the, the viewer can have context because right now yeah. we don't necessarily have the most context with what I'm a big visual evidence guy. You can show me visual evidence, then I believe I agree with you. It's hard okay. for me to listen to what we're doing right now. You know, nothing on the screen, there's no visual evidence, it's just us talking about stuff. But these are but all this opinion- guy has the best stats. It's like, well, what do you mean? Right. This is yeah. all opinion based. But if we were to say, like, oh yeah, Webb Simpson is gaining, you know, 2.87 strokes on approach, and we're not showing 2.78 strokes approach. I can't deal with that. I'm just like, okay, no, no, okay. I don't want to. Okay, that. fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so two, I think I, 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 when someone touts somebody that they like, are they being serious or are they just trying to herd sheep? You know, like, oh. do they actually, because it's more of a narrative that I think they're trying to get the sheep to follow. Because <clears throat> No, no, no. So are they comfortable pushing the sheep to that person? Because there's a comfort level in pushing the sheep versus actually believing where they're pushing the sheep. Because I don't think anyone's actually pushing people away from good sheep or pushing the sheep away from something good in order to fool them because they're trying to establish some credibility and they're trying to pretend something about themselves and then they can use that later. So I don't know if they're like... There are certain people that might actually say, go after this guy, even though he's a bad play, so that they then he can click the opposite. So here's an example. Saying someone is going to be high-owned, you know, hmm. and to pivot from that, I think is is not sound advice, first of all. And so then it's just, okay. it's one of two things, I guess, with this. It's a, it's a part A, a part B. Part A is they're either maliciously uh, hurting the sheep away from good plays, or... They're just stupid and they don't know the the right, you know, like path, the right, the the right thing to say, the right piece of uh, advice to give people. But there can't be can there be like a little bit of both? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there, yeah. it's a spectrum thing. I mean, like it's probably there's a little bit of both. You're you're either like, what is what's the term? Like you're naive with your negligence or something like that, or mm-hmm. you're, you know, purposely being malevolent like i can't remember what it is but it's like you can have you know both you can have both things basically okay so yeah i i mean those are reasons i I don't really trust people because i also don't know do people have other people's best interests in mind or do they just have their own interests or or they're just trying to uh move move themselves they're trying to uh establish credibility they're trying to be an account on Twitter that seems worth following. So they say things that they think people want to hear maybe, or maybe they don't watch golf at all. Cause Josh has noticed there's been accounts on Twitter that have a huge number of followers that are noticing commercials weeks after they've debuted. That's really? that was another fun tweet I saw today. Josh, really? Josh pointed out a fact that like there was an outrage today about a commercial, but the commercial has been on. It's been said, on. It's been on Golf Channel for months, and it's the first time that this particular person has seen it. Mm. What you know? They're reveal. It's better to remain silent than to reveal yourself as a fool by opening your mouth, right? So. Maybe the, and then I just said right. I love. I I almost want to go into a rant about people who say right because I. Don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I 
there's some podcasts that I can't fucking listen to. Like I try to listen to certain podcasts, but the guy says right after every fucking sentence. And, and I will give you advice. Anyone who's paid attention for an hour into this. If you're saying right, he, you know, he's got uh 6.7 strokes gained putting because he's good at Bermuda putting. Right. And then he has a good a strokes gained at two to green. Right. Because he's really good at uh TPC courses. Right. <laughs> and then, I mean, they don't, they're, they're not competent in what they're saying. Is that kind of how it goes? I agree with you, Chad. Uh, and I know there's people in this industry that, that do that. And I can't remember who it is. You've got to message me. Cause I, it's, I know, I know who they are. I'm trying to, cause I agree with you. I can't stand listening to those people. Either. <laughs> R the letter R will lead you. Okay. But anyway, so okay, back to noticing, uh, there are now, I just realized there are certain tracker accounts with thousands of followers that are high school students. Do we trust those people? Can you imagine? Do you, Josh, you were, how many years ago was it that you were in high school? <laughs> like 19? Uh, I don't know. What am, I'm 31 now, so what was the- I don't know. You do the math. I'm not good. Yeah, at math. it was about nine, it was, uh, 15 to 19 years ago that we were in high school. So, like, that's a long time ago. So, I don't know if I knew anything then compared yeah, to what, so, they, like, they know nothing about anything. You know what they know how to do? They they know that they went on Twitter one time and they saw some tracker account was getting retweets from your EPATs of the world. And they're like, ooh. I'm going to create one of those because being on the internet is cool, but they don't know anything. They get on there. They pretend they all pretend to be excited about whatever dude. They just picked a random dude. They went on, they went on PGA tour.com and just went scrolled through the list until they found a dude that didn't have a tracker account and they made it. They pretend to be really excited because that's what gets people to retweet them. And they're lying. And then they don't, they're not actually tracking anything. They're going though. As the round is going on, they're just watching the shot tracker and going, ooh, he hit it to five feet. I saw that. It was on the shot tracker. Yeah. So and then they just tweet that and and then they think it's valuable to people. It's not valuable to people. People who just go on their phones and find it themselves. So There's we've no already learned that what we cannot doing? trust just because they're have a lot of followers, they may not be trustworthy. What about people who write articles? Darbo, okay, I want to talk about this article writing people, like the article writing industry I was a part of because I'm 37 now. I was 22, and I wanted to be in the industry, and I wrote articles. I stayed up till midnight. I researched a bunch of stuff. I acted like it was really cool. I was bragging about how, look at me. I Look at, it says from Chi-Chi23. It, it says from Chad Eckert on the byline, and I'm sending the article off to my brother-in-law or whoever thinks I'm cool because I've got my name up there, and there's an article about you know that I wrote. Those are my words. Does it really establish anything? Of like, do I know anything? Am I a credible person because I write articles? I think no. Yeah, it's it's no. weird how that works, and then you realize this now later in life. To me, I think no matter what, any anything with anything in life. If someone's pushing somebody um, undeservingly, or not so much undeservingly, but like, like really just odd and misplaced, 
where it's like you 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 really don't know a person and like you you get all these other people that are pushing this person's name and then you go read their article and you're like it was a paragraph long and it wasn't even that big of a deal like i i didn't learn anything from that article that's when you lose credibility with me and i'll never i'll never read another article of yours <laughs> like yeah it just because it was pushed so hard so if i just organically stumble upon chad eckert's um article from you know five years ago and i'm like wow you, you had some good stuff in there like i wonder if you're still writing you know and maybe you are and it's for a bigger you know whatever like uh josh culp would be one of those guys you know like that stuff seems pretty organic and pretty real whatever but like some of these other guys that write like there's a lot of like the same people writing the same stuff, just like everyone else who's podcasting is saying the same shit. It's just, I'm over it. Not you, uh, you get like, I've, I said to you before, when it comes to these podcasts, you get two minutes of my time. If you are not like, if you're not proving to me, you're worth my time. Like you're quality enough to be part of my time. You're just not getting it anymore. Right. No, but a lot of it, boils down to performance to acting in displaying showing confidence and then that is key to getting other people to follow you if you say something confidently people might not question it as much because i used to say things but then was never confident about them because i didn't have anything in practice mm -hmm. so like martins and i when we first started we're like why does everyone do this? And why does everyone do that? And we do this and that. And we would never do this and that. But the, but then and then we would go out there like, what about this? And we would just get destroyed. And so then you just start lure like you get group thunk into thinking that you don't know what you're talking about, whereas these people might know. So then yeah. you lose confidence over time. Whereas if you just were confident with, with what you said, I used to say things that I wasn't confident in would get crushed then change my opinion only to learn later that my original crushed opinion and thought was the more accurate way of thinking. And it was annoying and it's frustrating. And so then I wanted to warn, I want to, in which we did over the last 20 minutes is warn people about what to trust and what not to trust on Twitter. And there are certain people that may act cool. They may have more money than you do to pretend to do things. You can, you know, but it really comes down to confidence is the key. So if you want to start a podcast, DFS site or anything, do it confidently or no one's going to follow it. Pretend I, like you have the emergency podcast with all of the answers on Wednesday night that you must watch or you're going to fucking lose money. If you don't do it that way, then it's not worth doing. I don't think. I agree, but there's also like a like some practice you need to have in front of a camera, and sometimes it's. I mean, I did it the hard way, where I just started recording and just posting mm -hmm. to YouTube. If I went and listened back to my older shit, I am it's cringe. I can't stand it. It's it's awful, and I wouldn't listen to me if I stumbled upon those older you know videos. So my no, my that's yeah. The, the the first thing I've ever said to anyone that wants to do content is to say, you don't want an audience to begin with. You want to have to, you want to practice and do things in front of no one, which yep. we're doing pretty much right now. So <laughs> what we want to do is we want to then have all of these reps and all of this 
background and all of these phrases and all of this content and all of these notes and stuff so that by the time that someone comes along and says, hey, they're worth watching, you have it figured out. And Darbo, you do a good job. You're at Sweet Spot DFS. Josh Bennett is at Jish Swish. We're considering coming together and partnering and providing something that the industry doesn't have and charging you for it. So keep in mind that that might be coming because we're trying to do things differently because we see holes in the industry and we are consumers of those things. We are users of those products and we realize the flaws in those products and we want to make things better because what we're trying to do ultimately is to win at PGA DFS, which is an unwinnable game. We're doing, we're trying Josh, to solve or, roulette. Uh, are we not Darbo? Chad, I would, I would uh, revise that and say, I just want to win 20% of the time. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> that would be, that's a big number actually. So 10% would actually be a, a lofty goal, but I would want to win 10% of the time. Yeah, so we're on the I'm same saying. page. So we're all doing this and we're going to try to do this together Wednesday nights because we're switching it from Thursdays because we know you want to hear this banter. We're going to do the after show every week. We're going to have these conversations that are open and honest and we're going to make decisions. We're going to change our opinions. And if you want to be part of this, we're open bar. We don't we want your opinion. We're not people up here acting like we know more than you do. We know we know less probably. So come on and show us. Right, Josh. Josh, when right. I first met you, I didn't know you knew nothing or know more than me, but I want I want this information. I want Eric Darbo, Sweet Spot DFS, to tell me about the bucket system and to show me a new way of thinking because I'm trying to learn and get better and evolve and then maybe win some money at this stuff because we're I'm we all lose money every week, do we not? This is true. So let's win a hashtag mega profit at the Wyndham Championship, the place and the home of Joe Idoni's huge score. So maybe put a lot right. in that uh, drive the green contest this week in honor of Joe. Maybe I will. Thanks for sticking with us for this extra hour where this is the after show. If you missed the previous show, you probably don't even need to watch it. No one needs to watch any of this. Make <laughs> have fun. Should we play the music and get out of here? Cause my wife just got home. Can you believe uh -oh. it? Yeah. It's 10 42 PM central time. And, uh, no kid woke up. It was perfect. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>